I'll come back. 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 Okay, I see it. It's going now. Oh God, we have an ad. There's an ad on Twitch. Yeah, no, there's an ad that supports Twitch. What the fuck? Wow, they're actually they're actually monetize they're monetizing us. Well then, they're about to make a mistake. Five, four, three, two. Hello and welcome to the Barcast. The bar gets lower every single week. Your bartenders for this evening will be enigmatic otaku. Uh, oh, hello. Flamenorfer. Ligma. Milk. Ligma balls. And my name's Flutter Ligma. This week we have a very special fanfiction author who's joining us. You may know them from their award-winning fanfiction, To Love a Pony, but we just prefer to call them Sasha. Eh, close enough. Uh... Uh, I don't want to be awful. What is, what is, how do you pronounce your name? That's normally the first question I get in any situation. Uh, it's it's Shaksa. Shaksa. Like what, what? And the second thing I say is, however you want to say it is fine, because I, I made the name when I was like 10. It's got a bunch of letters in there that don't belong. So, you know. How, you well, know what, where did it come from? Just like, you're just putting letters down on a page, and you're like, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, as, as a kid, I just, like, played around with sounds and words and things. Like, I used to ask my dad, you know, like, what a certain, what language a certain word sounded like, and I'm assuming it's just a, a word that I came up with. Um, to be honest, it was the, the name of one of my toys, and I don't know where it came from. Well, neat! And for yeah. everyone who's tuning in for the very first time ever, hello and welcome. This is a community-oriented podcast where you request the guests, we politely ask them on, you ask them questions, and we make them miserable for two hours. This week we have yeah, a drinking yeah. word. What is our drinking word, Milk? It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's not a word yet. I don't think, we covered it, but I don't think we chose one yet. It's Mare. Mare. Mare is the drinking word, so every time you hear the word Mare... May take a take a nice healthy drink. Mayor or mare? Like female female pony. Okay. okay. The other one would be too hard. Like mayor mare. Hey. Oh, man, now we have to take two, right? You know, I no, just realized one. her name her name is Mayor Woman. Take two, they're small. Speaking of taking two, if you missed on any other casts. Because of our delicate and wonderfully gentle transitions, be sure to check us out on places like iTunes, Google Play Music, uh, SoundCloud, all the places where you digest your normal podcast stuff. We're also on YouTube. We're also garbage. So whatever. Uh, we also accept money for horse charity, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, Enigma, what are example of questions we won't ask our guest? We won't ask your real name. Uh... I am so used to having Pencil answer this that I'm like... Politics. Uh, politics. No, no, no politics. Uh, religion. No religion. 
And no doxing. There you go. We did it. We got there. But we are also watching the chat for any sort of questions you guys have there. Uh, like our first question from Alex underscore Chasa. What is the approximate size of your genitals? Uh, in cubic meters or uh, in cubic cub- meters in spaghetti strands in metric horses. <laughs> How uh, I, I would I would say about three sixteenths of a standard step. Perfect. Like now, I, that, I that, that, you know, like any uh, like I don't know, I don't know that. All right. Well, we got a few very basic interview questions that we're going to start out with. Uh, we'll start with number one. Who are you and what do you do in the fandom? Who am I? Um, I'm a professional lurker. Uh, outside of that, I do a little drawing. I do a little writing. Um, some of it would be featured here. Some of it would not. Uh, outside of that, I'm just always in the background. Always in the background. Got it. Yeah. Uh, I guess uh, I, I think the things that I'm most proud of is um, I consider myself a fairly good muse to other people. Uh, some of Admiral Biscuit's stuff has been inspired by conversations with me. Uh, your friend uh, Crystal Wishes, some of like her major stuff has been influenced by. Mm-hmm. Crystal's a wonderful friend of the podcast, so totally, totally agree. So you almost you almost get to know and become friends with a lot of the more popular creators, and people kind of come to you for inspiration or just being a general friend and uh, bouncing ideas off of? Uh, I would say more that I just uh, insert myself into the ongoing conversation for a story, and uh, sometimes (laughs) my ideas are... Hey, I totally understand. Sometimes I just insert myself in and things I probably don't belong. Uh, When I insert myself, there's always a mess. Yeah, fuck off. Your mom. I, I can sympathize with that. Not, not the mom thing, the, the, the mess thing. Yeah, that's what I mean. Now then, uh, next question. How did you actually get into the fandom? <laughs> um, so, uh, way back in the day, I was uh, likely into the furry fandom. And at one point, I stumbled across an artist on Fur Affinity by the name of Baron Engel. Uh, some of you guys may know him because he does some fantastic pony artwork based off of some of his lucid dreaming. Um, and that's where I got my first introduction was his lucid dream drawings of ponies. Um, and eventually somebody linked a bridal gossip episode. And then that was it. Like, I got sucked down the rabbit hole. Holy, it was that zebra, it was that zebra prawns, wasn't it? It was Flutter Guy. What? <laughs> I, I, I've got a thing for that, you know, deep, manly mask. So you love Dr. Girlfriend, then, if you know who that character is? Dr. Girlfriend is amazing. Oh, I love her. Oh, is this from um, Venture Brothers? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I got that reference. <laughs> I'm, I'm proud of myself a little bit. Okay. Um, next question. What do you consider yourself... Um, considered to be your favorite part of the fandom, the community, uh, the fanfics, cons, music. Um, what keeps you here? Oh, definitely the fanfiction. 
Um, like, I also want to say the cons, because uh, I'm, I'm so very disappointed that, you know, BronyCon uh, is over now, and I'm really hoping that, you know, somebody else picks up the mantle of a con on the East Coast, like a, like a big one that everyone can go. But fan fiction, yeah. Like, my, uh, my read it later list has so much clock. Yeah, hopefully there'll be a big um, East East Coast con, other than TrotCon, because TrotCon, let's face it, is kind of more of a central, like, USA. Yeah, type yeah I wouldn't consider that East Coast. Anyway, yeah, anyway, is, come is, to TrotCon. Is, anyway, is, is PhillyCon still going on? Because I know that there were, that happened one. I am not aware of a continuing PhillyCon. Ah. But what I what I will suspect is things like horses at home con will probably get a massive boost in viewership and shit like that. You horses know, at home, yes, please. When I heard the when I heard the name Philly Con right now, it just made me glad that somebody didn't think, oh, you know, it'd be another name we could use, Full Con. <laughs> well, okay. Well, that's how they spelled it. So you know, essentially, it was. Wait, it was Full Con originally. No, Philly as in the young mayor. But then they probably change it to P P H to re- represent Philadelphia. Uh, I'm gonna have to look this look this up now. So I don't think they did. Huh. Interesting. Um. Now then. Uh. Num- next question. If there's one thing you can say to your followers or fans or your friends. Um, regarding it, all the support that you've gotten uh, this far into your content creation hobby, what would you say to them? Oh, uh, um, I I don't feel like I deserve the amazing people that uh, even even now with as infrequent as I post chapters will come in. And just say such wonderful things about the things I've. Aww, that's so sweet. I know, right? Like, <laughs> I, I, the, I'm, I'm always amazed by like the, uh, just, just how, how happy people are with the things that I've done. Like, I've gone through the whole, like the, the, the work and the heartache and everything like that of, you know, putting stuff together. And, you know, you put it out there and, you know, somebody comes back and says, wow, this, this is amazing. And, like, I, I guess maybe I'm just too humble because I don't expect that kind of thing. And I'm always so happy. To- well, yes, I, too, consider myself an extremely humble person. In fact, I think I'm way more humble than you would ever believe. <laughs> I, I am the humblest of all of you. Thank you very much. Get out of my face, you peasants. I'll fight you for it. Fight me. But, but in, but in reality, yeah. after the cast. In reality, I 100% agree with that. I, I write all my shit, and despite some, despite some of the comments I get, i always shocked to be like, wow, you actually read my shit? I'm so sorry. Like, <laughs> so, so I always have that moment, like, even with, like, the bar casters, they're like, Flam, nice story. And I'm like, oh shit, you actually read my stuff? I thought we were just friends. Okay, sweet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not joking. I'm always surprised when you guys read my things. Like, 
even though I know everyone kind of reads all their stuff like kind of quietly and then speaks to each other about it later, it's always just interesting to note that. And I'm always pleasantly surprised by that. Well, no, I find that so interesting. And maybe maybe it's different for you, Chasa. But like, I feel like none of my quote unquote friends or people that I interact with on a normal basis really read my stories either. So I'm, I'm really interested why that is a thing. I don't want to take away from Chasa's time. But, but. Well, it's uh, like I, I I probably can count the number of friends who've actually read my pony stuff uh, on one hand. Um, Why is I, this? Because <laughs> I'm very private and I'm very sort of awkward about letting people that I actually know that I do this because that means that they can come up to me in person and give me their reaction. But what about like online friends? Like, do you, does the majority of, like, your online friends read your stuff, or...? Uh, I would say, yeah, the majority of my current online friends are through the Pony fandom, so uh, they're at least... Um... Oh, but yeah, oh, even, yeah, even, yeah, even outside of that, like, um, To Love a Pony is... I, I, I send each chapter to my parents. Um, I, I've had several conversations with them about it, because uh, leading... Yeah. Um, I, I, I felt fairly confident, uh, being able to talk to them about it because they're, they're very open people, uh, and I'm very, very thankful for them. But, uh, also, cause leading up to some of the earlier chapters, um, I needed an outside perspective on what somebody going into this kind of situ the kind of situations in the stories would really react to, um, and I felt that, you know, the, the most genuine reactions and the safest way to get those kinds of reactions go to my parents and be like, okay, so your son comes home with a pony for a girlfriend. What do you do? <laughs> okay. Well, this is, this is interesting. And forgive me for taking a moment before we get into, like, the um, questions that were posted in the thread. But what's it like having parents that, like, genuinely not only know about all of your pony interactions and the bronyism, but are... Not all of my pony interactions. I, I'm, I am planning on censoring the more matured stuff out of this story before I send it. Right, of course. But, like, they're, they're also supportive of this to some extent, right? Like, obviously, yes. if, oh, yeah. if you bounce this off them before, like, what's, what's their kind of take on it? Because I think a lot of people are generally very scared to show this part of their life to not only their inner life friends, but of course their families. I, I was terrified at first. Um, my, my introduction to the fandom was, uh, it ended up not being a very happy one um, because I read a couple of stories that I was thoroughly not prepared for. Uh, and it sent me into a couple months of depression. Uh, and part of the, part of the problem was, is I, I was not willing to, you know, let my friends and family know what I was uh, into uh, in order to, you know, actually have somebody to talk with it about. Um, so that came later, um, and I gradually introduced it uh, to a couple of very close friends, uh, and then expanded to another couple of close friends, and eventually when I started taking up writing, I expanded to my parents, because they are very understanding people. Um, it, it was still a very nerve-wracking conversation, you know, going from the parents and being like, hey, you know, I'm into My Little Pony, like, a lot. Uh, and not only that, I'm, uh, I'm writing stuff based on My Little Pony. Um, but my mom's reaction was essentially, hey, you know, I'm 
I'm, I'm okay with this, you know, different people, di you know, different strokes. Um, when I actually asked her the question, you know, how would you feel if like I came home with a pony girlfriend? She's like, well, I don't know. That's a very weird out there situation. Um, but I probably, you know, just try and figure out if she's a good person. And my dad's reaction was more, uh, along the lines of, Hey, you're writing stuff. That's awesome. I'm also. So like we have that to talk about and he's, he, he's the one who always comes back and it's like, okay. Uh, so are you still writing this? You are. Awesome. Well, then um, we actually got a question out in the chat based on your question. Somber Pony asks, which stories made you depressed? Um, it was My Little Metro. My little, uh, is that based on Metro 2033? Or? Yes, it is. Okay. Um, so I didn't get into fan fiction until I think a couple months after joining the fandom at first. So I was still in the phase where I was chain watching ep uh, seasons one and two over and over and over again. Um, and I got queued into Equestria Daily. Um, and at some point I perused their fan, uh, fan fiction section. And I just remember the description of a story saying something along the lines of this is world building done right. And so like a, like a day later, I went back looking for it and I didn't find it immediately. And I started reading some of their fan fiction and I was blown away. Like I was amazed. This is like a uh, publishable quality writing about a cartoon show. And then I found the story that had that description. It was My Little Metro, um, which is very dark, very grim. And I was really not prepared for, you know, happy-go-lucky pony uh, fantasy with, you know, super grim ponies dying. In um, but in general, it was fine until I hit chapter eight. And there was uh, a side character that got introduced, a very sort of happy-go-lucky character. And I thought, this character is perfect for the story. I want to see this character. I want to see more of it. And then it died horribly. And the worst of it was, was the story's written in first person, and it was actually the uh, the main character that had to finish it off. And so, essentially, I'm reading through this, like, full of excitement for the fandom, and then I just killed a pony. Me, yeah. myself. Yikes. Well, I can definitely understand as an introduction to the fandom, that's way more gruesome and, and harrowing than, say, My Little Dashie. It's written by Rob Cakerin, 49, like, whatever, 53, <laughs> like, just get it out of your system. Okay, Indeed. I, I thought he was the, uh, the author known for, what is it, Final Scratch does a crap ton of... That was him, too, yes. <laughs> I, I, you know, you know. I think Rob would be a lot happier if he was known by that story than my little dashy. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there. I thought I will also throw this out there. I specifically went to his story list to look up other stories that I could, uh, you know, throw out whenever somebody. You should totally do that. I, I did yeah. at BronyCon. I did that one specifically. He was like, "Oh man, yeah, cool. You know that? One. I'm actually very proud of that." One. <laughs> I was like, cool, I made your day. Yay. No, knowing the niche work niche work of an author is, is always a way to their heart. It really, it really honestly I, I hope this doesn't get I hope this doesn't get back to him, but I actually have not read the story. Oh, sad face. 
I know. <laughs> uh, well, that said, uh, we got one more actual interview question. Who is best pony, my friend? Sorry, say again. Who is best pony? Best pony, Celestia. Easily. Uh, I've heard worse. You've heard yeah. worse. You're right. I could have said Cozy Glow. I see. Gee golly. <laughs> I see you have a thing for women in power who are incompetent in their jobs. Um, I I like ponies that don't look like children. Oh, oof! That was a that was a double bottom. <laughs> Fucking wrecked. Okay. Well, uh, our thread is looking really weird this week. It looks like a lot of people didn't go in to update once they actually got there. Posts in, so we're going to start from the top. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing the number one question is going to be, when the fuck am I going <laughs> to... Probably. When, when are you going to update, my friend? Um, I, I don't have an answer. For However, I did, uh, I did look through my story, uh, and I do like the idea, Clock Fix's idea, that, you know, uh, a Christmas chapter, that would be, I think... So I'm going to aim for the Christmas. Do it. All right. Uh, Terry the Human's up first, who asks, you life? I life? Huh? You life. That That is the question. Yes, I very life. Good. I have very such hard. great life, I can't continue. Watch out for the mess. <laughs> um... Sutton didn't post any questions this week. Sad face. So we're going straight to Moose Tasm. I'd say Moose. refresh every couple minutes just in case they... I mean, I, I plan I plan to. Yeah. But, uh, question number one from Moose is Equestria. Do you consider it a vacation spot or permanent residence and why? Ooh. Vacation spot. So you wouldn't want to ever stay there for, like, the rest of your life? Not as a human. At least not initially. Look, I've got this whole thing with, um, I, I like functional medical care, and I don't know that Pony Equestria has that for me. Right. Well, they, they do have surgery. If you, if you remember, they're going to cut off Big Mac's arm. <laughs> yeah, but if, if if they have to cut off my arm, do they have enough human blood on hand? Like, does Celestia just have it, a, a vat of it somewhere that she can then donate to me? Don't don't question your Majesty. <laughs> I mean, the the follow up question: which is more disturbing, an, a yes to that answer or a no to that answer? Uh, I think a yes to that answer, but 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 I, I think the answer you still want to hear is yes because you know then then if you're a human in the quest you get in trouble, then she's got a vat of blood on hand that might. But just don't, don't ask know, too many questions. You don't know if it's your blood type, for one. But, like, for two, I imagine, like, there's got to be there's got to be some sort of, like, blood donation system in Equestria. And because of that, like, I don't know how much we've studied, like, animal blood to know if there's, like, blood types for them, too, because I'm stupid. But, like, you'd have to end up going to the vet because you're not a pony. Oh. You, don't go, <laughs> you don't go to the doctor. You go to the vet. And then just get like regular blood donations, so that way the blood you need is in like a fridge if you ever need it. 
Well, I mean, like if we're if we're figuring, you know, magic can do pretty much whatever you want. That that might work out, but still, you know, I've got friends. I got. Um. The the thing is, also, if you're going to the vet, wouldn't it be cheaper? <laughs> Just have Fluttershy take me and say, hey, "This is my pet human." And that I way, would, I would love to have Fluttershy take me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh. All right. Next question that we got. It's time for some cheeky timeline shenanigans, my friend. Uh-huh. Uh, you get to replace one piece of historical artwork, including paintings, statues, literature, videos, horrible OC ideas, whatever, with a piece of your own art, your own creation. Your art will receive the same exposure as the original, including public showings, readings, school assignments, etc. What piece of historical work do you replace with one of your creations, and how has history changed as a result? Oh, wow. Oh, uh, okay. It's a big question. I, I totally get it. Well, I already know which piece of mine that I would like to replace something with, uh, and that is uh, the, the the Sleepy Celestia vector that I did uh, here. Um... And I'd probably just have to go out there and say the Mona Lisa. And that way, uh, instead of the Mona Lisa, you know, this uh, enigmatic woman who's got this weird smile that everyone, you know, ha- ha- has had so many discussions about, you've got this, this passed out alicorn who's looking serene and asleep and has this enigmatic little smile that people can still discuss ad nauseum. We're removing a substantial amount of mystery to the world, but we're adding significantly more comfy. Le- Leonardo da Vinci, the world's first brony. <laughs> yep. Oh my god. Yep. Alright. All right. <laughs> Number three. If you are the very model of a modern major general, would you have information primarily A, animal, B, vegetable, or C, mineral? Um, animal. Because pwn. Because pwn. I get you. Because pwn. And I gotta say this, uh, that would, you know, allow me to successfully, uh, I guess, studied in, um, Americanomics. Americanomics. I'm drinking is, that, is that a real, is that, is that like a genuine thing? I, I don't know. Americanomics, the economics of Maris. Oh. Oh, okay. I know, I know. I'm also very well known for bad puns. No, no, I, I, I got it. I just, I, I misinterpreted it. Anyway. RK Striker JK5 is up next. Number one, what is your favorite non-MLP franchise? Babylon 5. Babylon 5! That's a first for us. What what draws what what ah, what draws that? <laughs> um I was a big fan of Star Trek as a kid. Uh and Babylon 5 came out about the same time that we were watching Next Generation. Um but it did a number of things differently. Um while it was still episodic, uh it had a cohesive plot line that the that the show ran through, and once the plot line was done, the show was done. It was uh, something that you see so rarely, in my opinion. Um, and because they had a, a definitive plot line, they could spend all their time on working out 
how that plotline played out episode to episode rather than just having lots of filler and then, oh, we should do something at the end. Also, um, space and, you know, spaceships and, you know, high-tech battle. Yeah, that's that's my other one. Hell yeah. If they, uh, ever, you... if they ever put My Little Pony in space, oh my god. So, do you consume any of, like, the space-themed MLP content that's out there, then? Like, yeah. I know I know, A-Rad has a lot of, like, really popular uh, sci-fi yeah. horse stuff, yeah. Yes, uh, Stardust on, is on my favorites list. Um, uh, Menta Materia is on there. Um, my my single uh, my single favorite My Little Pony story series is by Lunatic uh, Scientist. Uh, his Days of Wasp and Spider series, which blends magic and high technology. Uh, just or. Awesome. Um, have you personally created any um, non-MLP franchise-related content? Um, not to completion, no. My 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 first dabble into fan fiction uh, is an aborted uh, Warhammer Forty Thousand uh, backstory for uh, the Tyranid High Fleet that. You know, I played. Right. But outside of that, no. Um, I, I mean, I, I had lots of ideas and things like that for Star Trek and Star Wars and things like that, but everything just kind of stayed in my head until I got into my little pop. Oh. Well, do you... Are you a regular player of Warhammer 40,000? As I understand, it's an extremely expensive hobby. Not anymore. Um, I, I, I got into it uh, in the late 90s um, when I was living at home working part-time as a late high school student. And, you know, I'm not paying for anything, and I've got a, a bunch of extra spending cash. But beyond that, no, I can't afford it. I feel that. Now then, Short Skirts and Explosions is up next. Who asks, what doth life? What doth life? Yes. Okay, just want to make sure I heard that correctly. What does life? I think life doth the endless pursuit of pwn. The the endless pursuit of pwn. Yes. I like, I like it. it. Pwn in all its varied qualities. And I think I've, I, I'm trying so hard to sound like uh, educated and feeling so. <laughs> Well, welcome to the podcast. We talk about butts usually. So, uh, well, you know, that, that is one of the uh, premier uh, things that you can find in Pursuit of Pwn. Um, was it Pencil the, the, the Buttsmith? Pencil the Buttsmith? Uh, yeah, Pencil's Pit of Pwn. He's also known as the Buttsmith. Oh, Pencils. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, not a non-pencil. Um, <laughs> although I, I, I'm sure uh, her her pwn butts are just fine too. But you know, pencil's pit of pwn has turned it into. Pencil's pwn butts are usually soiled in some way by some mystery substance. But I'm sure the butts are indeed soiled. <laughs> Moving on to the mystery muffin. <laughs> 
Number one, who is the best princess and why? Um, I mean, I, I got to go back to Celestia. Um, although I do have a very soft spot for Cadence. I mean, you know, because wow. of sex. Because, you know. Also, Cadence, Cadence just has that, um, the personality that, like, you want to get to know her. She's she's so friendly and chipper, just like a, a person you want to hang out with and just be like, you seem like you'd have cool stuff. Yeah, it, like, she's also kind of at the same time, like, this very deep blank slate. Like, you can pretty much put anything onto her as long as she is, you know. It sounds like, like not a major uh, contradiction right there, a deep blank slate. I mean, I, yes, you are correct. Um, number two, which would you prefer, Boops, Snuggles, or both? I'm going to go with both, mm-hmm. because you can boop while you snuggle. And I really, really, really would like to be part of a pony snuggle pile at some point in my life. I'm, you're, ma- you're making me imagine like a pony uh, booping orgy. <laughs> well, I'm sure we've all read the Anon in Equestria stories where, you know, he poops and ponies orgasm. Yes! You know, he, even though that ended horribly, horribly for him when he encountered Shining Armor. Yes. Wait, wait, was it Shining in that one? I'm trying to remember. Like, I know there's, there's probably a number of them, but I remember reading one where he goes around booping ponies, and it's a bunch of mares until he gets to the end, and he runs across Shining Armor, boops Shining Armor, and finds out why he didn't want That's so interesting, because, like, Pencil did the exact same thing, but I think it was with Fancy Pants. Or maybe it's Fancy Pants. Maybe that's the one I read. It's been a while. It's totally fair. It's been a while for me, too. No, no. Fancy Pants? Alex underscore is up next. Fine. Uh, I, I didn't catch your question. I'm so sorry. Uh, never mind. I asked how long it's been since you booped Fancy Pants since that seemed to be the way you were going. Interesting. Oh, no. I was taking that in a sexual way. <laughs> I'm, I'm, well, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm too poor to afford to boop Fancy Pants. His boops are like $1,000 a boop. Is that how he makes his money? He has probably the most boopable snout. He's rich after all. It sounds like it sounds like it could be just like the the worst setup for a sad story. Just, just like, like I have like a prostitute horse, and they 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 consider their their life so like sad and awful, and what it is that makes them feel so violated, and they have to accept money to be allowed to do like accept money for is being booped. Like that feels so irreverent. Yeah, do it the so do bad. it the op- do it do it the opposite way, like. A prostitute who they're the ponies who do the normal, things normally, but then Anon comes along and only wants to boop her for money. Like, oh, and then she's just so fucking weirded out by it. Like it does, it's easy. <laughs> like, but then, he, but, then he does it, but then he does it in a certain way, and like, pencils boops are for sexual. It just makes her fucking come or something. I don't know, man. But man, yeah, yeah. Instant, there... instant tail mess. Yeah. Isn't there a story where booping is how they reproduce? No. Reproduce. What the fuck? No. If you boop, if, if, if one pony boops with another, they get each other pregnant. I, I think I've read this one, or at least seen it in passing, yeah. 
Sounds like and, and so and so ponies have to be very careful about nose rubs. Sounds like something they tell like the Phillies in kindergarten. So maybe when the Crusaders ask that question, I surely it's like um you, 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 they boop snouts together. That's how the baby comes. Just don't just don't do that. I think they, when a mommy pony and a daddy pony love each other very much, they boop snoots. <laughs> exactly. So. And then it just leads to them shenanigans where they're talking about booping snouts with colts that they like, and it just gets weirder and weirder. Of course, I, the, I, you know, I, the, the, the little colter filly is going to go, so that's why mommy got so fat. Yes, oh, yes, it is. I, ju I just like the idea that two ponies are booping, like, on camera, and then there's a sensor, like, it gets censored right there on live TV. <laughs> yeah, but no, no, they just try to boop, and they realize nothing happens, and at the very end, Scootaloo's like, this is boring, want to fuck? <laughs> and, that, and that's just it. I do remember offhand um, this uh, this fic that was in the box about a stallion who accidentally like boops snoots with Celestia, and that means they're engaged now or something like that. The nose, nose. Yeah, that's the name of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was R some, yeah, some weird legal setup where. Uh, if you booped the, the princess's snoot, you then had to marry. Whoever shall boop this snoot shall hencewise be crowned queen of Equestria. Now then, we got questions from Alex underscore. Uh, I'm going to hand this post over to Flam. Flam, go ahead and take it from here. Oh, shit. All right. So, Alex underscore. I'm going to try not to gush too much that Flannon is talking, because Flannon, you are amazing. Aww. E e no, you. You know, you know what? what? Aww. Flam, take it till 7 o'clock. Go for Fuck. it. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I'm Pacific time, so when I heard 7, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. That makes I, I had the same reaction. It's 7.38 here, and I was just like, wait, it's almost... Oh, yeah, okay, time zone. Right. Okay, time zones. <laughs> All right, so moving on to Alex underscore, he asks, number one, where should we go? Um, I'm going to say IHOP. I've, I really like that. I want to get that pancake combo. That actually sounds really fucking, fucking good. good. Yeah. With a friend. Holy shit. No, no, are we going to IHOP or IHOP? What's IHOB? I fucking IHOB. Let's not fucking start on that bullshit. Right? So, the, burgers, the burgers are good, though. I will give them that. Oh, International House of Burgers? Okay. Yeah, they, they flipped the P as, like, a meme on their name and became IHOB for, like, a month. And that was That's it. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, their burgers are actually quite nice. Not gonna uh. lie. Like, they're not the best I've ever had, but for a place that specializes in breakfast, I'm always pleasantly surprised. So the one time I was there and I didn't want dinner, it pissed me off that here it is, this breakfast fucking ass restaurant, and I looked at their burger menu, and they had no burgers with an egg on it. Like, talk about a missed opportunity. Get your shit together, IHOP. I mean, you could That's not very breakfast Did you think about requesting an egg on your burger? No. <laughs> well, there's your problem. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, yes. So IHOP it is, or IHOB, whichever you prefer. Number two. Allison, that's sitting in IHOP. 
By the way, when I'm going out, or do I need to readjust my gain? You sound fine to me. Okay, on my end. We had, I know we had an issue with that last cast where it sounded like I was blowing out people's ears. So, right up. What is the best filling for a sandwich? White and creamy. Oh. Wait, what was that again? White and creamy. White and creamy. Like, Take it however you want. And and keep in mind, I'm I'm currently on Discord looking at picture for the Twitch that has a non-pencil drinking glass of <laughs> a glass of what? White. Oh, white. So it's you know the, white, the, bar, the barcast picture. It's it's, it's, it's so I only see all I see is uh, a non-pencils character drinking that screaming glass. Of I that's flutterproof. That that's me. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Look, okay, so the, the, another thing you you haven't learned about me yet is um, my brain has a tendency to find two things that are loosely related and then just motherfucking confuse them left and right. And I'm sorry, a non-pencil and Flutter Priest a brain is doing that to you. It's okay. I wish I was as pretty as pencil. Me too. Me three. <laughs> oh. This is getting weird. <laughs> and speaking of me three, number three, do you have any interesting hobbies? You mean outside of writing pony words and drawing ponies? Yes. Nah. <laughs> I hey, mean, we'll even, take, we'll even take jacking off to anime titties. I mean, Whoa. kind of a hobby. Um, well, okay, I mean, if, if you want to count jacking off the pony titties, yeah. I mean... There we go. Uh, ah, a man of quality. All right. Yeah, I, I spend uh, way too much time over in uh, Shakespeare Ecclesiastes' corner of the fan. Oh, woof. Oof. Yeah, you'll definitely get some of those there, then. Anywho, <laughs> number four, what would you say is the most interesting place you visited? And I'll take both geographically and internet. Oh, I hadn't even thought about that. <laughs> I was gonna. So, or both. Um, most interesting place that I physically visited would have to be uh, the Eagle's Nest in Germany. Um, Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that that was it. Was it was a lot of fun going up that mountain. Um. So yeah, I, I, I'm one of the few people who actually love those narrow roads and the fact that it was going up the essentially a cliff face and whatnot. And for anyone who hasn't been there, it's it's a single lane road and the only ones allowed on it are the tour buses that take people from the bottom uh, to the Eagles and Nest at the top. And there's one point in the middle where it's two lanes so the buses can pass because you've got one going up and one going down. And so clearly the buses are very well timed. But it means that when you're driving, you've got a rock wall to one side of the bus, and you've got nothing but, you know, several, like, uh, landscape, you know, miles and miles away because you can't see anything, any kind of ground on that side. I had a lot of fun with that because I was the one person who was on that side of the bus looking down. 
But yeah, Ooh. Eagle's Nest, because, you know, that was Hitler's hideout, and, you know, I got to tour around and look at, you know, poking all the corners and yeah, say, ah, yeah. I'm here and you're not. <laughs> That's definitely one way to do it. But yeah, I actually need to do that when I go to Germany, so. Sweet. I, mean, I recommend it. Um, but yeah, if if you're afraid of heights, uh, stay on the side of the bus that's not along the Fair enough. And just because, and just for the hell of it, what's the most interesting internet place you visited? Um... Like you stumbled upon and you're like, okay then, let's, um, this exists? Huh. Like... See, there are a lot of places where I have that kind of reaction. Um, I mean, I'm I'm fairly deep in, in into the fandom, you know, whether you know the the public stuff that everyone sees or the you know fake spiritcles corner of it. Right. Um, I I I guess, and this is gonna be very very nerdy of me. Um, some of the research that I did in. In, in preparation, like ongoing research actually for To Love a Pony was um, looking into constructed languages and following, you know, various search threads, you know, through what what makes up languages, uh, what makes up alphabets, what uh, makes what you have to do to create constructed language uh, from the sounds that things will make to how they represent them in words, how they arrange the words, how sentences, all kinds of stuff. And it, it's absolutely fascinating. And so, like, I, I look at, like, what Tolkien did with his books and, you know, creating languages for multiple races. Mm -hmm. And I, I look at that and go, I want to do that. But then I also, you know, think to myself, I don't have the time to do that and write the story. So, you know, I'm just going to bullshit my way through it. <laughs> that makes perfect sense to me. So that's why I just take the... Take the uh, parallel to IRL into the Ponyverse and just say, okay, they use this language, fucking deal with it. I ain't created my own shit. What, what, who do you think I am? Like, so, no, that's interesting. And, God, I know there are some people who actually did create, like, occasional pony languages. Mm -hmm. Like, I know they exist. Mm -hmm. But I just can't think of the amount of effort for ponies that people put into that it just boggles my mind as i say as i write hundreds of thousands of words of pony fiction right so anyway so yeah, there's a strong narrative payoff that makes sense but oh no absolutely it's just goddamn like i thought i was going far with some stuff but then it's just like holy shit these motherfuckers created a whole new language all right then for fan fiction they don't even make any money off of this. <laughs> That's another question my dad asks frequently. Are you ever going to make money off of this? I uh, mean, have you considered opening a Patreon? I have, but I'm, uh, I, I feel I'm too lazy to um, really... Like, I, I would never update, and that would not be fair to anybody who was trying to follow yeah, I totally get that, and I kind of feel the same way. I've had a few people ask me over the years if I they had, if I had a Patreon that uh, they could subscribe to, and I'm just like, no, and I probably will never make one. One, because I'm terrible with deadlines. 
especially because I consider writing a hobby too, because I consider writing a hobby will probably get stale really quickly since I'm now writing for essentially money. Yeah. And uh, three is still, I'm still boggled. I'm, I still am not convinced that there'll be enough people to want to pay to see my shit that, that <laughs> actually wanted to actually create a system where they pay to see my shit. So, so you, you, you might be surprised. Like, uh, and that, that was the thing with Crystal and Ansel was they, they put up Patreon and they have uh, like a surprising amount of people who are still following them, even though um, like Crystal hasn't posted anything in quite a while. I mean, understandably, but yeah, of course. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I yeah. have, I have so much respect for somebody who is able to do something like that. Like uh, Okalhoon, I think that's how you say his name. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm, I'm thoroughly amazed by the way he can just crank stuff out. It's not easy. No, it really isn't, honestly. So, and at that point, it makes me wonder if they're still actually, are they actually writing just because they enjoy it and it's a hobby? Does that actually, has that actually become like a full-time side gig? Well, at least and in his then, case, because he does it so well, I'm assuming he really, really enjoys what he does. Oh, no, absolutely. He's probably an expert in that stuff, so it probably comes a lot more naturally. Like, for me, it's strictly just a hobby, and... If I try to make it like a full-time sidekick, I just don't think I would have like, you know, the will as, to do it anymore. So As much fun. Yeah. Yeah. And when I'm not having fun, I've already seen the results of me not having fun writing something. It doesn't, it, there's no personality in what I write. It's stale. So and I think yeah. I share that with a few people. So. But you'll make dad proud. Yes. yes. <laughs> that's, all, that's all that matters. Dad validation. So what you're saying is if I write enough horse words, my dad will come home? He may, I, think we, yes. I think it's time to move to the next question. He may even give you cummies. Oh, no. Please stop. <laughs> and they're jalapeno flavored, too. Yeah. A sign of true... <laughs> sign of true love jalapeno flavored cummies. Let's, let's keep this in the family here. <laughs> well, exactly. Well, I mean, well, technically... Oh, God. <laughs> it looks like Mugany is kill. It looks like Mugany is kill. The driver was an alcohol. So we're going to move on from him to that other other guy who says, he says, um, how does this make you feel? And I just posted in there, in the uh, behind the counter. Oh, shit. Do you guys not know who that is? That's that's some '90s Nickelodeon that's character. That's Angelina Anaconda. Angelina and Anaconda. Angela Anaconda. It was like a show back in the oh. '90s that I did not like. It didn't. Seem I, was, like I was gonna say the, the the face looks kind of like uh, the the mascot for Mad uh, Mad Mag. Yeah, you're right. Actually, I, it always I, seemed like like it, it was a kid's version of Tim and Eric. Oh, I hated that show. I loved Tim and Eric for like 20% of the stuff that they put out. The rest of it was just meh. Yeah, exactly. Like, the so, yeah. State shit was great, but... Fucking... Hey, I was just pissed that Angela Con was the show I had to watch before the Digimon movie. Oh, God. Implying the Digimon movie was better at all. Hey, hey the Digi-Rap <laughs> saved it. It was just copying the Pokey-Rap. My favorite thing was just pissing off Digimon fans being so 
how do you guys catch your Digimon? Do you have Digiballs? And they get so fucking pissed off at me. <laughs> well, so, uh, that, sorry, go on. Sorry, go on. to be honest, that picture makes me feel very awkward in some very uncomfortable ways. <laughs> um, I'm not sure quite what I'm looking at. Um, some kid's bad cosplay of Alicorn Twilight. Yes. I think the uh, picture on the uh, top left is kind of fucking with me right now. Is he trying to brush? Is the T Rex trying to brush cum out of his mouth? That's a dog. I thought that was a horse. I, I was going to say, by the, by the teeth, it looks like a Doberman. Not, well, not a Doberman, uh, like a Mastiff. Or yeah. Well, then the face of this kid right here makes a lot more sense. Hmm. Because a mastiff is brushing cum out of its mouth? Probably. So. <laughs> you guys are awful. And then, and then down here it says kitty drink. What the fuck? I think that's another thing that people don't really realize about me is, you know, I truly am an awful person. Good. Good. Yes, indeed. You'll fit right in. Well, let's see, if I do a quick refresh, it doesn't look like he has any other questions, so we'll move right along then. And did anyone drop anything up here? Let me just take a look. No. Cool. We shall move along. So, Sunbro for Life asks, what is your favorite video game? Hmm. I'm going to go with Mass Effect, minus the ending, of course. You know, although mm -hmm. you get that from pretty much everybody. Yeah. Just the the the, the whole story, the, the 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 genre and everything like that as well. Like it, it was just so amazingly done, and I I loved playing through the whole thing and being like, I I get. I get to interact with this, you know, high fantasy space opera stuff, you know, save the universe from, you know, like, uh, a, a universe destroying evil. I was just, yeah. Who was best Mass Effect waifu? Tali, of course. Oh. Yes! Correct answer, good sir. A man of culture. I am, I am not a man of culture because I never actually got into Mass Effect. It's fun. I, in my opinion, it's if you're a fan of like Knights of the Old Republic, it, it yeah, that's but that was exactly gonna be my questions because very few things top Knights of the Old Republic too, especially well, after the restored content. The thing model. is, the first Mass Effect plays like Ma Knights of the Old Republic, but then the ones after that play like its own game. It finds its own rhythm. Gotcha. Uh, it it kind of begins to feel more like a Gears of War game towards like Mass Effect Three. Really, <laughs> minus it, the it, chainsaws, I will say. Yeah. Yeah. Which but, like, in every single game, the sniper rifle is blatantly overpowered, so. <laughs> yes, it like yes. It looks like the shotgun and gears. Got it. I, I was very impressed by playing through the second game on hard as uh, an infiltrator, getting the uh, Widowmaker sniper rifle, getting to the second-to-last guy and just being able to obliterate him by stealth snipe, stealth snipe, stealth Yes. What I always did when I played a femship was I always shipped myself with my calibrations, boy. Calibrations, boy? Garrus. Oh, yeah, okay. Because he, yeah, he spent the entire third one calibrating the ship. Gar Garrus, is, Garrus is good. Garrus is very good. 
Yeah, if, if I ever played a, a, a Femship through, it would have been Garrett. He gets he so... Um, so I, I played Femship because I, I had to play Mass Effect with Weiler, obviously. But um, when when we flirt with Garrus in, like, Mass Effect 3, he was just so, like, taken off guard. And he was just like, but, but we're bros. Wait, <laughs> what? I don't well, understand. I'm, I'm going to have to play through the games again just so that I can, I can, I can do this. He, he's just so, so shocked. Like, he, he gets very protective to the point where there's a party, and instead of partying, he's, like, discussing with another guy on how to booby-trap the house against invaders. <laughs> I, I will say, I went a little overboard for Tali, even from the first game, because I did not choose a love interest in the first game on the off chance that there was going to be something there. And when the second game started coming out, I was like, yeah, I'm glad I didn't do that, because I'm sure that would create drama in the second game, you know, for... Mm-hmm. What I always liked about Tally was that you could kill her. <laughs> literally. Yes, li- literally. Gotcha. But so totally worth it. Mm. All righty then. Number two, what is your favorite boss fight? Kind of a deep question, isn't it? Well, I played World of Warcraft for a very long time, so I had to think through all the bosses that I that I fought. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna have to say uh, there there's two that really stick in my head for very different reasons. Um, Kill Jaden, um, just because uh, when that was first a boss fight was before they cut down on the raid size, so you had forty man raids going into it. And that was such a cluster, but such an amazing clusterfuck. So much going on with 40 people running around like headless chickens and trying not to die and you know, beat the boss. When you finally got it, it like, and, and everyone was coordinated, it was, it, was, it, was, it was like a symphony, like pure magic. And I also have to say um, something that probably no one else uh, has any idea what I'm talking about, but which was a boss uh, in the Trials of Atlantis expansion to Dark Age of Camelot. What was the boss's name? Runi Hura. Runi Hura. R-U-N-I-H-U-R-I, I believe. Maybe it ended in A. And I say that because it was... It was not an easy boss fight because uh, it was confined, and so you couldn't escape the things that he did. And if you ran out, then um, and I duoed that boss with a friend one evening uh, because our characters were overpowered, and we figured out a way to do it. It took about four hours, but that was four hours of cheesing a boss down so that only two people had to split. The- That's not bad, though. Oh yeah. It definitely could have been much worse in like terms of MMORPG bosses. And the the way the the way it worked out was so cheesy because um, I, I was playing a pet class that could tame some very powerful uh, monsters and drag them to this encounter. And essentially, we just tamed the the the, the toughest monster we could reliably hang on to, and then put a damage shield on it and let the boss hit it. <laughs> 
Make Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. <laughs> yeah, all my favorite bosses come from the Metroid series, so I'm pretty narrow-minded in that. Yeah, I have to say that one just because, like, the Dark Age of Camelot, so many good memories from that game. Mm-hmm. Totally. I like, I like the Metroid game with Ridley in it. Speaking of Ridley, we're about halfway through the cast, so this is the point where we suggest the Twitch audience to take a nice little click and support us with an ad down on the little cheer section and give us some bits, those who have... The highest donation of bits gets their name read at the end of the cast, so please and thank you. We asked this because 100% of the donations that are supported, that go to support this cast, whether it's through watching ads on YouTube or donating through Patreon, things like that, go to supporting Red Wings Horse Sanctuary. We also do things like selling merch on Red Wings, uh, or on, on our own website. So we're also doing a contest right now. Uh, the shirt and shirt post contest. Yay! Uh, you can submit to us designs for shirts and hoodies, and we are going to put them to a community vote. And those who have the highest voted design ends up winning a bunch of really cool merch and shit. So please consider taking some time and making a shirt design, no matter how bad it is. I promise you, you're going to be a serious contender because we have one entry so far. So, no, uh, just draw a loss on the shirt. It'll be fine, man. Honestly, right. yeah. Like, you could just draw a loss, but like, Photoshop, like, heads from other <laughs> art, other <laughs> art that people have made before. Like, the, the bar for entry right now is so low. Literally put words on a shirt, and you'll probably have a solid shot. I think we've got something along the lines of like $100 with the prizes for first, too. So, like, please consider it. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Well, I think this is a perfect time to uh, toast to mares. To mares! To mares Drink. and, of course, our lovely horse, Little Bit. Little, little bit. Just a little bit of our money goes to a little bit of his mane. Thank now then. A little bit of whores. We're now on the other half of the podcast. Uh, Enigma, would you like to take up some Sunbro and Violon questions? Uh, yeah, sure. Let me just uh, scroll you... a little down here. Sunbro, Sunbro. There he is. We're on number three. Yeah. Oh, we're on number three? Uh, Sunbro, yes. Number three from Sunbro. Have you accepted your? Have you accepted Skeletor, the master of universe, into your heart? Oh, come on. Put your heart into it. Come put your heart into it. Come on. Put your heart into it or I'll do it. You want to do it? You want to put your heart into it? Sure. I'll do it. Have you accepted Skeletor, the master of the universe, into your heart? Congratulations. I hope it was worth it. I I think I have now. And other places, too. Get away. Um, that was amazing. Number four. You are an itty-bitty equine city. What business do you start? Ooh. 
You know, as, as much as I want to say, you know, like finger massages, just because, you know, that's probably uh, going to be a major drawing point for humans. I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, clearly the, the fandom has that. Um, I don't really know. I, I mean, I'd like to earn money, and I don't know what they would pay money for. I mean, someone has to do prostate exams, and you've got fingers for the job. Wow. <laughs> Shatsa, Pony OGBY. Oh, my God. I mean, I think they would prefer your slender arms than the fucking fat hoof of some doctor. I mean, they, they probably have a different way of doing it. They're not just going to be like, oh, I'm going to yeah. shove this big old... Fucking yeah. hoof down someone's butt side. No, no, they do use the hoof. But that... what if they do? There was a couple times. I, 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 I can see it be a unicorn-dominated uh, profession just because, you know, horns are easier to insert. But aren't horns, like, sharp at the tip? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they have, like, some sort of, uh, you know, safety glove or something like that. You make it sound like they fucking wrap their horn in a condom before sticking it in the pooper. I wrote about that. I mean, wouldn't you? If you had a horn and your job was to stick it up somebody's pooper, you, you, you'd probably put a condom on it first, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, but don't you need to, like, don't you need to, like, use something they can feel around for? I doubt there's much feeling you can get with the horn. I think you're overthinking this. There are, many, there are many ways to spread the love. That's I need to check that. your prostate with my penis. <laughs> Trust me, my penis is very, very sensitive. It can tell. Okay, my, number... my, my penis is sensitive. It has feelings. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> number five from Sunbro. Do you even praise, bro? Do I what? Do you even praise, bro? Hell yeah. Celestia's best pony. Yay! It's all about Luna, man. You can at least appreciate the moon. You can't even look at the sun. Um, special polarized shades? Num number Vylon. <laughs> yes, moving. Number Vylon? Number Vylon. Wow, okay. See what I said. It's, it's I time for questions with Vylon! Yes. Vylon asks, okay, I'm going to priest does. Except I can't turn up the gain. Uh, how are you today? Oh, God, no. Not from you. Say that again? Preferably without deep-throating one. How are you today? Hot? Sticky? <laughs> Clearly, Clearly. They stick, then. My nickname as a kid was Beanpole. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now then, we got a handful of more questions. I'll take back over. Snuffy is up next and sporting a wonderful new avatar, if I may do say so myself. Quite dapper. Number one, would you love a pony? Just like your fanfic. See what they did there? Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, I have crushes bordering, bordering on, um, you know, prop. 
So I would definitely love a pony. Have you, well, um, you, you did, we did have the wonderful chance to meet up at like, uh, BronyCon. Uh, several times. Given that, given that you love a pony, quotation marks, would you consider getting a pony docky? No. Um, and I'm going to say that mostly because I live with roommates and it's a, a, a little bit too weird for me. Hey, totally fair and totally understand. Would would you check your pony girlfriend's prostate with your penis? What the fuck? Yes, of course I would. You know, in the interest of her health, yes. This is getting weird. You got to make sure those mares don't get prostate cancer, am I right? Number two. (laughs) Or that they somehow get prostates, you know? Prostate inspection? Yep, still don't have one. Perfect. That's exactly the response we're looking for. It's prostate inspection day. God damn it. This is awful. Uh, number two, new chapter when? You, you kind of already mentioned Christmas, but are you actively writing a new chapter? Yes. Awesome! Get high I'm I'm about uh what I what I would estimate about a third of the way through the current chapter, and I know that's you know not nearly enough you know not not what people want, but I am. Uh, I emphasize with that uh, note and that question way too goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you're only a third of the way through? You've been at this for a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I keep ex- no matter how much I keep writing, I just keep expanding the. Hey, I've been writing the same story for six and a half years, so I like one of my stories for six and a half years. It's like, oh god. Sometimes I update, and it's like, oh, a hundred people read this today. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it, it doesn't help that like I, I keep coming up with new story ideas, and like. I don't do short story ideas. I, I start with story seeds and I generate epic. Yeah, that's a problem for me too, so fist bump on that one. Fist bump, this is yeah. a short story. Nope. Who are you fooling? Of course it's <laughs> a short story. Yeah, like Crystal did uh Crystal from Angela Crystal Quill and Blade did um an AU story. Uh, dealing with Saddle Arabia, and I'm like, oh yeah, I like this idea. Let's let's think about like some, uh, some short Saddle Arabian stuff that I could just think about in regards to her story. Now I have a two volume epic in my head dealing with a Saddle Arabian. I'm like, oh fuck me. <laughs> it's always how it goes. Thanks, friends. I I, I had to actually realize that problem in one of my uh, like five chapter stories, my smaller ones were specifically tending flowers where I'm just like, okay, this is getting a little too deep for just a short story yet, then, man. I cut this shit off at some point. So the the other, what I would say the other big story I'm known for, Insecurities, um, that the, the story that I wrote, the story that I published, is uh, taking the, 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 the much longer story that I've got, condensed it down, because um, I took a, a creative writing class at some point, and the final, you know, project was, of course, you need to write your own story of a certain length. And so that's 
Insecurities is the story that I wrote for that class, but it meant that because it was for a class, I had to take everything that I had in my head and I had to condense it down to just the one short story. And it also means that if I really wanted to, there's a whole bunch of other stuff before and after that story. But like, oh, I don't need to write more stuff. I need to write the stuff I've got. As you continue writing for several years, I think what a lot of people realize is that it's a lot harder to write a shorter story than it is a longer one. So, to write one well. I mean, you could right. always just yeah. throw words at the page and, and, yeah. and, keep, going, and keep going and keep going. Keep going. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Writing, writing one well you know, takes, I, I, I would say, more effort. And that's part of the reason that To Love a Pony has been so expansive is I can just throw everything into it, more or less. Yeah. Um, but for insecurities, I, I had to condense it down, and I had to make everything so much more concise than I, I would have normally done. Right, and I think that's the exercise of skill, so to speak, because you can develop a personality of a pony over several several chapters, but to do it in the span of 500 words is actually is a little bit more of an art, in my opinion, and it's a little harder. So, and that's where when I try to write something, for example, like that's only just a one shot, having to to develop a personality in such a short amount of time that people can relate to, that. Is an exercise that is an exercise i think that's what i was going after, going for in that respect you write nazis in equestria how many people are actually relating to this <laughs> i wrote well, arianne and i wrote arianne in two stories <laughs> what are you talking about i i i i did write a mayor from germany like that was a thing that i did well, that was fucking hilarious don't let anyone ever tell you otherwise yeah but it, it's 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 weird right now i don't know man I mean, it's a shit. It's a shit post, and that's all I'm saying. Yeah. But, I mean, I should probably reiterate. I'd say for like an OC character, Ariane is definitely not my OC in that respect. Oh that's yeah. Established. That's definitely an established character, and all I did was just make her slightly non shit posty in my in my. In my well, you you also wrote uh, or are writing. Uh... The, the the Nazi officer who got into Equestria. Well, he's not. I mean, you could. He's, he's no longer. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, and and then there's a whole Nazi. But like currently writing, I'd say I. Last August, I still need to update that. I've had a few people asking me about that. Haha! Uh, ha, update when? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Last question. There you go. So then, number three. Will Alexander ever make sweet, sweet love to a princess? Yes. I can, I can guarantee that. Like I said, there, there are scenes that I am not going to be sending on to my parents. Ah, <laughs> uh, be a man. How does <laughs> make you feel? Yeah. Well, honey, that's not anatomically possible. Let me help you out with this. Oh, God. Now, now see, that, that is one thing I consider myself very good at, is uh, anatomical correctness. And I think that uh, her problem with it might be is that, you know, it is too anatomically possible. So, like, what's your, what's your take on, on crotch tits, then? If you're focusing on anatomically correct. And, 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 and how old is a pony? On cross what? 
I'm sorry. On cross what? Cross tits. Cross. Uh, oh, my take on them. Uh, yeah, they're lovely. Yeah. They're lovely. Okay. I mean, my too too many artists. I think uh, make them too big. Like mm-hmm. make them actual tits. And you know when. Let me back up. Um, I'm I'm with the artist Aro Reroll. Uh, in in when I I look at some of the artistry that you know the fandom put out, and you know I'm I'm fine with you know anatomically anatomically incorrect and you know sort uh sort of idealized and cartoon and whatnot. Um, but there's also a part of me that says you know this is very so like I see a a, a human vagina on a pony in a lot of artwork, and I my brain just goes huh. Yeah, like that does not compute. Yeah, and our reroll did a, a beautiful picture at one point where he did the reverse. He drew stallions with human penises, and everyone, I think everyone's reaction is, this is fucking weird. <laughs> That's actually fucking great when I think about it. I, I would suggest people look it up, but you're gonna find so much other weird shit. Like, um, if if you try, make sure you have plenty of rainbow bleach on hand. Just, oh my it's God. just like, well, if we're gonna have human human vaginas and ponies, well, I got something for you. Strap in. It's time for the weird side of the internet. Now? <laughs> I thought we were already there. True. True. Uh, but speaking of the weird side of the internet, we've got our last uh, uh, post from the thread. Um, number one, what's it like to write horse words, and which story have you enjoyed making the most? Uh, to love a pony by far. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I keep continuing the story, even though it uh, continues to take me so much time. So, yeah. Um... The other story is like insecurities. Um, I mean, it is very much a self-insert, and so there's a lot of like background baggage that went into. It. Um, most of the other stuff that I've written uh, tends to be fan fan fiction, so it's just like, hey, I like your stuff. Here's a little side film. Right, right. and and you and you've done touches of that for like Quill and Blade. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Like the I, I, the only one that I've published um, was one dealing with uh, Mort takes a holiday because that was the oh, only yeah, one yeah, yeah. not true. Well, that one's also not completed, and I believe the artist is basically dead. So yeah, unfortunately, he said he had one more chapter and he was going to wrap it up and everything like that. But we haven't seen anything in years. Sailor V, such as life. Uh, number two, if you were given 33 drinks of your choice every week, would you give 90 a place to stay at or near your home? Oh, 90? You're talking the... 90, 90. like the, the, the owner and maker of Fimphic Night. Yes, yes, I believe I would try to do that. Like, I'm poor as dirt. Um, I would find a way because it's... it's It seems like just the nice, the right thing to do if someone's in dire straits. 
Oh, I mean, there's a little bit of selfishness in there. I mean, you know, without Nighty, you know, I wouldn't have film fiction and I, I wouldn't be able to, you know, feed my club habit. <laughs> totally, totally fair. Um, now then, number three. Are you aware of the OC Thing Pony? Thing Pony? Yes. I probably seen it in passing but i'm almost scared to say that i can't call it to mind because i'm sure you're gonna post something if i why yes actually we are and we'd even do it if you didn't say so so this is thing pony and that is the wrong link good thing i didn't post that she's very largely based on john carpenter's the thing she's oh really, yeah she's very very sweet and she loves you very much would you hug thing pony Kiss them goodnight. Tell them every little thing's going to be all right and stick the peanut in her. How likely am I to lose things uh, when I do? Like, Well, if she's not hungry and you're doing a good job, you're probably fine. <laughs> probably fine. Just open up, and you'll I'm, I'm going to have to be the dick that says no. Oh, all right, all right. Sorry, sorry, thing, Pone. Um, that's just a little bit too far out of my comfort zone. Like, I, I'm, I'm sure you're a lovely person and all, but um, I, I like my bits where they is. Totally fair. Now then, number four, has any of the bar cast conscripted you to help edit their shit posts? I mean, stories yet? No. There you go, Flam, get on top of that. Ahem. <laughs> Wait, uh, so does that mean I'm hired? No. Why said why? How could this happen to me? Now then, um... You have a good singing voice. No, you. I'm very jealous of the vibratas. Now then, number five. Has the disappointment kicked in yet? Yes. That's the last question. Senpai did not notice me. Oh. And number six, the last question that we have from the thread, will all these questions bother you? Uh, honestly, yes. Um, even now, after nearly an hour and a half of this, we're all friends, we're all having fun. I'm still sitting here sweaty and nervous, just because, like, oh. this, this, is, this is outside my comfort zone. Really? I'm surprised. Were you, or were you like, nervous to come on the cast today? Oh, yes. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> so, uh, I sat down, like, half an hour before the cast, and my cat immediately came in and said, oh, it's lap. Um, after a little while, like she normally does, she got off the lap and sat on the desk, and that's what I went to, you know, make everything in order. Immediately took the chair, and I spent the next, you know, 15 minutes just walking around my bedroom going, <sighs> okay, maybe not that bad, but, yeah. Right, right. Still, that's so so interesting. Uh, like I, I feel like 
very rarely do we get people who are like nervous to be on the cast these days. It's 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 kind of refreshing and makes us feel kind of special. So, <laughs> so I, I was I was very surprised to get the uh, the invite from Milk because um, I I don't consider myself you know like notable enough to do something like this where you know people are going to spend two hours you know interviewing me uh, and people are going to watch it and go yeah hey I I'd, I'd like to know more about Chatza I'd like to I think he'd be entertaining to listen to. Um, so, yeah, I just, I just don't do that kind of thing. BronyCon is such, uh, an exception for me, um, that I don't know how, how much we've discussed, like, when we were at BronyCon and whatnot, but, like, the first BronyCon I went to, the first one in Baltimore, I was a, I was a nervous wreck, and all I did was I went for a few hours Saturday afternoon. Um, even on the drive over there, like, I'm, I'm crossing the Bay Bridge, which is only, like, you know, 45 minutes from uh the con itself and even crossing the bay bridge i still think to myself i can turn around i can go home at this point it's not too late oh my gosh i mean i i can't sit here and act like i wasn't crazy nervous for my first con because here i was like trying to be completely anonymous in the pony fandom and like not wanting to have any sort of attachment in my face to my name or anything like that and i get inv- invited to be on a panel at BabsCon, which I've like never been to California before, with a bunch of people I've only ever met on the internet, and I'm like, this is how I get stabbed. <laughs> and, and it was just this moment. It's like, oh well, this is actually like, this is really cool. I'm having a lot of fun, and these people are really nice. And why am I so sad? I don't want to leave. <laughs> yeah, I. I, I had such a good time at the first one. I was like, I was kind of amazed by that, and that's why I went back to everyone since. Um, but yeah, that that whole that whole going to the con with uh, people that you've only met online was uh, something something my parents have really wrapped their like. I, I love the question. So wait, you don't know the actual names of any of the people that you're rooming? No, I do not. I mean, it's not inherently a bad thing, though. Like. I, I get what you're saying. Like, if we didn't add all of us, like, everyone in the bar cast, deep insider knowledge, we all added each other on Facebook. Except for Flam, who doesn't have Facebook anymore. But, it's that said, I'll come back when I want. In, in a lot of ways, we, that, we didn't really know each other's real names until that time. And we're like, oh, shit. Your your name's gay. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like we all know them. We just don't use them in, in front of each other. Yeah, yeah, Enigma. <laughs> so yeah, I I I roomed with Admiral Biscuit for like three or four of the years of BronyCon, um, and it wasn't it wasn't until like the third year of it that I actually learned his name, and that was by accident uh, because I paid for the room, but it was in his name. So I was like, oh, there's your name. Huh. Yeah. And, and and then I I had to lord it over Zirian though I don't know that he really knows because Zirian didn't learn I I don't even know if he still knows. Ha, huh, Zirian. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're gonna take a few questions from the chat and then we're gonna have to uh, begin to look at shutting down because we're running out of questions. Uh, Quatter. Uh, oh God, I'm gonna butcher this name and I'm so sorry. Uh, Kador W. Gid. Kador oh, I'm I'm done. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. That was your roommate. 
Also, uh, okay. Starring Tony Finder. So, um, what I, I I haven't been paying attention to the chat. Um, what I just realized that is one of my roommates. Yes. He has found the bar cast and is now listening. Hooray! We're bad influences. <laughs> uh, so when Pony Finder? Um, probably the same time that I finished my chapter. So Christmas. Yay! And on that note, I'm probably not getting dinner for the next one. <laughs> I I can I can hear him yelling and cursing out the downstairs window from the sunroom. <laughs> now then, uh, the other other guy asked, "What is your opinion on WoW Classic?" WoW Classic? I actually haven't played. Oh. Um, but but um, as much as I haven't. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I, I fear that I would be really into it, um, because that's when I started playing World of Warcraft, and if it's anything like the beginning, um, I, I would be all over that. All the stuff that I remember doing at the beginning, all the good memories I have, <laughs> 40-man raids, like, I would be for that again. Um, and I, I would be very curious to see exactly, like, how people are taking it nowadays, because the, the question has always been... Um, whether anybody who's playing now really remembers what it was like back in the beginning, like the time effort that you had to do for certain things that you don't have to do anymore because Blizzard dumbed it down. But, right, right. But I'm I'm holding out for another game, so no, no World of Warcraft. Uh, next question is from Alex underscore. Would you table stapeworms to your Venus? Table tapeworms to my whatever? What? Would you <laughs> staple tapeworms to your penis? There you go. You got it out. Um, are these like helpful tapeworms or do they just like the evil, angry tapeworms? What, that you what is a helpful tapeworm? I don't know. They might be out there. I don't, I'm not intimately. <laughs> They, I, I, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not intimately familiar with tapeworms, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say is that a problem? I mean, one example. No, I, I didn't. I, I didn't. I maybe it didn't come through. I didn't hear what you said. I said I'm gonna go out on a limb and say maybe. Okay, that's. Totally fair. One example I can think of is probably a helpful tapeworm. A tapeworm that resides inside your penis and helps you with an erection. What the fuck? Don't worry, honey. It's normally this size. It's all natural, I swear. This is awful. <laughs> all right. I thought that was uh, the point of this. You know, we've got to make it as awful as we can. It is. You're correct. Just sometimes even I shock myself at how bad we can be. And then last question from your roommates. How much takeout do you think you will be eating until Christmas? <laughs> uh, all the takeout. <laughs> totally fair answer. I, I would if, if someone who knew that I was on the barcast was listening. Uh, now then. That is about all the questions that we have. 
Uh, Jasa, thank you so much for taking some time to come on. What sort of, if someone is listening to this down the line, they're like, oh my gosh, that's my favorite author. I can't believe I missed this podcast. Because that's something people definitely say, like exactly like that. What would be the best way for them to report a question to you or send you a PM? What's the best way for them to get in contact? Um, probably Fimfic uh, private messages uh, under the same name that we've got here, Shatsa. Um, I don't always get to them in a timely manner, but I do get to them. And outside of that, I'm, yeah, yeah, that is probably the best way. Alrighty. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come sit down with us and let us shit post verbally at you and, you know, talk about crotch boobs and anatom- anatomy and your parents. So, man, that's, that sounds really bad when I put it all together. Hey, Milk, who do we have next week? Mono. We have Mono the Ducky coming on. Oh, shit! Monochromatic, the return! <laughs> it's gonna be fun. She's just recently nominated for the best fan fiction of all time. And so let's relentlessly tease her. It'll be great. But thank you, everyone. For so she oh, wrote My Little Dashie? No, she wrote Past Sins. Oh! <laughs> but um, the, the real thing was fall out of question. Anyway, your bartenders for this evening have been an Ignatic Otaku. Bleh. Flaminorfer. Ligma balls. Milk. Bananas. Our amazing guest, Sasa. Thank you guys so much for having me. This, yeah, this is amazing. Of course. We have nothing but love for you, dude. And my name is Sweater Priest. See you next week. Bye-bye. Just see!